Welcome to Paradigms at Paradigms.life. Hello, Baruch here, your host on Paradigms. Happy to be with you again, bringing you more inspired, inspiring people with visions of a viable future for life on Earth that includes humans. That's the mission of Paradigms. In this episode, we'll be meeting some folks from San Diego, California, who got together and built a tiny house for a man in their neighborhood who was homeless. We'll hear from the folks who built the tiny house and from Red, the guy who was the recipient of the tiny house, and we'll hear what happened. Homelessness, houselessness is a huge issue in the world. There are millions of people who need shelter here in the United States. Hundreds of thousands, maybe millions, of people who need shelter. It's one of the pressing issues of our time and one of the great failings of our society. So we'll meet these folks, hear about their experience, and learn a little bit about one neighborhood in San Diego. And of course, also, lots of great music. So stay tuned. Here is the first interview in this episode of Paradigms. And this is an interview with a guy named Red, for whom the tiny house was built. Hey, Red, welcome to my radio show, Paradigms. It's nice to talk with you. Nice to talk to you, too. Tell me some of your story. What led up to you becoming homeless, and then what happened when your neighborhood built you a house? What? Tell me your story. I came to California in 2000, and uh, well, my wife had been here. We stayed at a hotel and stuff like that. I was only getting like eight hundred some dollars a month. So, you know, I was motel you stay like two or three weeks, and you might run out of you back in the again. So I've been doing that for like the last 15 years now. That's a long time to be on the street. Yeah, man. You know, so when I finally get the house, I like the house. It's comfortable. It rained one time or two since I had it. For three days I had it. I didn't feel no rain. No cold. Everybody else people came and said it was warm. Nice. You know? Yeah. What happened when the police came? They knocked on my door. And I wouldn't sleep. I just went in there and said, I'm asked me to come out and speak to me. And they said, come out, out, Michael Clark. I know you're up in time by anybody. We're told you as much as once before. But the first time that kind of rest was tough to be crazy was at a shopping cart. I didn't even have a house there. Hmm. So he said, and these people warned me about this before, but I never even had a house before or a chance. So they weren't being honest. Then they arrested you? But they didn't even go and seize on or give my medication and nothing. They were so glad to get me out of there. Like I was spiritual or something. You know, they just had to feel tight. I told him to they wouldn't do that. I told him to give me my shoes. He said, oh, you have to get he took my shoes and threw them in the car and he didn't put my shoes on. That's terrible. They took the little house. Where are you sleeping now? Sometimes he's in the church. Yep, in the church. Wow. Well, I really hope you get your little house back. And I think that what your neighbors did and your situation may help change the, the rules for everyone. Yeah, that's what I hope. Yep. Yeah. Right. Thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you so much, Red. And I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Thank you. Lisa, welcome to Paradigms. Thank you very much. Tell me from your perspective, what's the whole story that happened with the building of Red's house, how that came about, and, and then the losing of Red's house? Sure, absolutely. Last spring, a friend had shared a video on my Facebook page about a gentleman in L.A. named Elvis Summers 
who saw an elderly lady living in the dirt by his apartment, and he was horrified, so he decided to do something about it, and he built her a tiny house. Um, it had wheels on it, a door that locked and a window. And um, I became inspired after that and decided I wanted to do the same here in San Diego. I go out monthly with a group and we feed people, and so I know there's a need for shelter here. And in lieu of birthday gifts, I asked my friends to donate to um, a gift forward page, and I was able to raise over $1,000. And in November, I got a group of friends, once again, post on a Facebook, friends step forward and, and offered to help build this tiny house. And that's how this came about. And in December, we um, came to the church and asked the bishop who can really use it, and, and Red's name came up. Originally, it was for um, a gentleman named Kayvon, who's in his early 30s, and he's deaf. And he's also houseless, but he was very concerned about the police bothering him, um, which has had happened before with mm. him being deaf. It just, you know, adds in other issues, and he was very worried about it. So we decided to test the waters, and so we wanted to give it to someone else. And with Kayvon's blessing, um, he was, you know, all for Red having the house. And basically, the, the part of town that it's in, it's, it's specifically, there's tents on the street, across the street, down the street. So I just didn't think it would be, be that big of a deal. I had asked other homeless people about it, and they said, as long as it can be moved. So we made sure it had wheels on it, and that was that. So Red had it for three nights, and on the fourth morning, he was arrested. Wow. Well, geez. I know. But from this, the support has been overwhelmingly positive. We've raised some money for people that are stepping forward and saying, we believe in, in the shelter for people. We believe people deserve shelter. So ultimately, what we'd like to have happen is someone to step forward and donate a piece of land because we're in the process of raising money right now to build more tiny houses. There is a shortage of shelters here in San Diego, and people are on the streets, and there's no place for these people to go. They're cold at night. They're, they're not safe. So we want to provide a tiny house where people can go in at night, lock the door, and lay their head down and not worry about you know something happened to them or the things getting stolen. And also, I think more importantly, to have a safe place for them to lock up their belongings. One of the things that my group and I have been saying, how can you know we expect someone to get off the street if they're, you know, not warm, if they're not safe, if they're constantly in survival mode. And you can't. So they need a safe place to lock up their belongings so they can attend to their, you know, go to the doctor or look for employment or what have you. One of the things that's becoming increasingly clear is that one of the main threats to homeless people, to houseless people in the United States is actually police. Right. And I think we need to address that. I know that you reached out to the police after Red was arrested. Can you talk about what happened and your thoughts about that? Sure. You know, originally the, the police captain had called me and, and he told me we shared the same philosophies. But, you know, unfortunately it became clear that they have a job to do and, and their job is to basically enforce the laws. And so I point blank because he was telling me well red knows the law and i said yes all the homeless people out there know the law they know that it's against the law for them to be sleeping on the streets but i would like for you to tell me where they should go and he flat out said i do not have a solution for that so they're they're being criminalized you know for sleeping on the street for sleeping in the car yet there's no solution there's no place for these people to go you know many of these people are elderly many of them have mental illness it's just really horrifying, and it, and it perpetuates that cycle. You know, they're, they get arrested, they're in the jail, they're out. I mean, there's no, there's no stopping that. And so what we want to do is we want to provide hope for people. You know, let them know that, hey, someone cares about you. 
And I guarantee you positive things are going to happen when people, you know, provide something for someone that is so crucial. We're talking about shelter. It's a basic, fundamental human right to have shelter. And people are calling this house a doghouse. And, you know, I guarantee you none of those people that are calling it a doghouse have been homeless. Right. They're laying down on their soft pillow at night and sleeping. It seems to me a huge failing of our society that we find ourselves at this point. Absolutely, without a doubt. And I think it's so easy for people to walk by and look down upon these people that they have no idea what has happened to them to get them to this point. You know, no one, no one grows up saying, I want to be homeless when I grow up. Everyone has hopes and dreams. And just because they're living on the street without a house does not mean they're any less than any one of us. They're, I view them as my brothers and sisters, and you help your brothers and sisters. And that's what we need to do. We need to help people. That was Lisa Johnson Cogan, who is the person who really initiated building the tiny house. And we also heard from Red, Michael Clark. We'll be back with more interviews from folks from that neighborhood, including Bishop Steve and his two sons, Travis and Stephen. Here's some music. This is from Tom Begich, who was on Paradigms a little over a year ago, from his most recent album, Traveling Through Bitter Streets of Brooklyn. You're listening to Paradigms at Paradigms.life. Brooklyn in December Can be colder than you've ever known Barren streets stripped of warmth As you walk them all alone So you huddle in your summer hope The lining long worn thin As you step out on Those bitter streets of Brooklyn In a bar on a street corner You can find a taste of warmth Or a shot of cheer To shelter you from that coming winter storm It's a cloak that's worn and tattered That still lets that coldness in When you step back out on those bitter streets of Brooklyn La 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 Sing the men in that corner bar For all these long years La 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 Just the sound of those lost so much drinking down their fears as that snow starts drifting down the wind rips up again on the bitter streets of Brooklyn so you warm yourself in the memory of a woman's summer glow Behind the pain of the life you used to know And you lift your glass for one last toast Before you set out again Here's to 
bitter streets of Brooklyn. La 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 la. Sing the men in that corner bar for all these long years. La 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 la. Just the sound of those. Lost so much, drinking down their fears as that snow starts drifting down, and the wind whips up again on the bitter streets of Brooklyn. So you step out on that street just before the night. You can see the path you're heading down by the angle of the light. Across the river, Manhattan shines, begins to glow again. You forget those bitter streets of Brooklyn. Oh la 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 la. La 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 la. Sing the men in that corner bar for all these long years. La 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 la. La 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 la. Just the sound of those who've lost so much, drinking down their fears. That snow starts drifting down, and the wind whips up again on the bitter streets of Brooklyn. Tom Bagich singing about the bitter streets of Brooklyn. And now we're going to hear from another person from the neighborhood where Red lives. We're going to hear from Bishop Steve of the local church. Bishop Steve, thank you for coming on to Paradigms to talk with me. Well, this is uh, what God has uh, already arranged for this house uh, to be like the cornerstone in the scriptures already. So uh, it's going to do much more miracles up in this house than those that it's uh, believe it in the Lord, it's going to be in there like a fog that all people will see. They will come from far and all over to see the miracle of what God is doing in these last days. So uh, I'm just so thankful that he allowed me to be here to uplift him and the elders here and have it read even outside to clean up for the church. He's a, he's a clean-up man. He, he cleaned up for God all through the area here. So um, I hate that it has got uh, misabused uh, for him, his cleaning up on the strength of the Lord. So uh, I'm just thankful that uh, someone is paying attention to it, that uh, the Lord, when he said he has put his spirit on all flesh so all these things will come about anyhow. For those that don't believe, you will receive the manifestation of him in all these things. So this is what the house of international love ministry is all about. So here we are here today. And thankful for you uh, interviewing us. 
only said to be uh, for the for the glory of God. You understand of His coming back. He said, "Cause you have to pull with you always." You understand, and if you do for them, you have done much for Him Himself. So um, this is what the church is all about. I want to ask you about something specific, which is what's happening in our society where it seems like so many people don't care about other people. They're just in it for themselves. And yet then there are lots of people who do care about the greater good and everybody. And they're not just in it for themselves. And I, I just wondered if you could talk about that a little bit. Well, if I just go back to the scriptures of the 66 books here, he said, yeah, the people will be just like in the old days, like the Pharisees and the scribes, and those ones don't want to see these things to happen. So this is a, this is a modern-day Pharisee and scribe. That's what's going on today in, in our society, you understand? You understand, of all the, the funds that they were claiming they have for the homeless people, you understand, they shut the, shut the uh, centers down and all that, and uh, uh, harboring the money that they, the government has already given for the homeless people. You understand? So let it just fall right back in Jesus has spoken a long time ago. You understand? You are just like the Pharisees they described. So they're, they're stubborn-hearted peoples. You understand? Just like Pharaoh was at that time. You understand? So this is what's going on. They're not having the love, but they show more love and kindness. You can get more reaction around here. You get more help around him. That's all they got to do is thinking about the love that God has for Eve and gave his begotten son. You understand that you have that love uh, uh, for the people that is out here. To help the society out here of the homeless people, if they would just only, only put love in their heart and say, what can I do? Instead of trying terrorizing the people and uh, misusing them and come and find out what they can do for them. And then get a whole lot of these homeless people who try to do more for themselves and for the city. You understand? So uh, that's all you got to do, that love. Well, thank you for that. I'm sure that the work Bishop Steve is doing, the work of his church, makes a real difference. It's clear that it makes a difference in their community. I think that's great. Here's a song by Lauren Nero.
That was Laura Nero with her song Gibsom Street from the New York Tenderberry album from long ago. And now we're going to hear from one of Bishop Steve's sons, Travis. Hi, how you doing? This is Travis. Hey, Travis. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing just fine. How are you doing today? God bless you. Well, God bless you too. And I'm very interested to just hear about your experience with this whole business that happened to Red, the building of the house, the losing of the house. and. Um, well, basically when... When, when Lisa first came to the church, I was the first person that she met, she managed to talk to um, about the house and um, asked who would, who would benefit from it. And I initially gave her um, one of our, our members, which was because he's deaf. Uh, he was he's deaf and he can't really hear, but um, I really gave, got him. And then Lisa got everything started and everything good. And I was prepping him for everything and, you know, getting everything together, um, actually helping out as much as I can when I was here for a little bit, a little while at the time that I was there. I had to leave for a little bit, but um, then when Red got the house, um, I was here with Red. So he got the house and um, showed me how it's thing. I helped him push it around so that he could, he could have a stable where he can lay it down, just like that. And then when I, when I came back down, they told me he had got arrested. And I was like, you know, that, that's just harassment, straight harassment, period. Because, you know, they harassed the homeless here on the street every day, day in, day out. You know, they, 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 they come at them kind of strong and they don't they don't give them a they don't give them a solution or option or talk to them in a proper manner you know they just they just they just come through and arrest them they, they arrest them all day long they just the people have nowhere to go they're standing here for a reason you know and i feel like they you know if you want to help out help out give them a place to go a place give them a place to stay give them a, a place where they can all go and gather together and at least keep them all in one 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 section to where they can they can be okay be safe out here these streets are dangerous you know but the police just they just come through and harass them all day long. That's all they do, you know, face recognition, stuff like that. So now that it's reached this next stage, it looks like there needs to be a response to the city that says we need to change the rules, right? Right, exactly. How can that happen? Are, are you involved in that? Do you have some ideas about that? Well, basically, you know, I think they need basically what it is as far as changing the rules. They need to change the way overseas the people that's out here. Um, that's homeless. They, they 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 justify. They judge them. You know, God says they do not judge not. You know, they judge they judge them as a character. They put them in a, a certain category as a judgment instead of saying that these are human beings. These are people too. They're just like us. You know, they don't do that. They just they just judge them. Or oh, they're homeless. They they don't mean anything. We just do anything to them. You know, it's not it's not true. It's not that way. You know, maybe it's just the, 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 that 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 judging of a, of classification of people. It, it, that they need to stop. You know, and try to give these people a chance to try to build themselves, get themselves back on the right track, and that's that's what they need to do these days. And 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 that's like help out, find a solution, find a way that they can involve themselves. The police can involve themselves with the community to help out get these people 
place to stay. I'm always amazed. It seems like a lot of times as soon as someone puts on a uniform, part of their humanity goes away. Yeah. I don't get that, but I see it. And, and it happens all the time. Well, it looks like, you know, everyone's, we all have our work cut out for us, and you're doing yours, and, and right on, man. Yeah, you know, we got to get us follow the bush as ministers of in Christ. You know, we have to do our things. We have to keep everything in order, as an order to do things. I personally just wish we, we, we can all come together, find a solution to help out, and get this, get this, at least get San Diego a better place for the homeless to be able to stay and, and, be, and, be, and be free and be able to do things that they need to do without being harassed all day long. Thanks, Travis. Really uh, good to talk with you and appreciate what you're doing. Not a problem. Travis is clearly very involved in the work of the church and in the neighborhood, and we need people like Travis. We'll be back with uh, an interview with his brother, Stephen, right after we hear this music from Richard and Linda Thompson.
Richard and Linda Thompson, Justice in the Streets, from their Sunny Vista album. And now here is Stephen, the second son of Bishop Steve. You're listening to Paradigms at Paradigms.life. Good afternoon. My name is Stephen. Hi, Stephen. Welcome to Paradigms. Thank you. Please tell me about your involvement in, in Red's house and this whole situation. Love to hear your perspective. Well, first of all, my father has a church in the National Love Ministry of God, and what we do, we cater to the homeless. And as far as Red's concerned, we, we love Red so much. He is a great help to the community here. He, he does a lot of cleaning all day long. All, all you do is see him clean and help everybody that you can. We love Red so much. Not only Red, but everybody down here is a majority of a lot of homeless people here. You see a lot of family with kids, small kids, newborn, all the way from a year old to five and six years old sleeping on the street. Mm. And it just is really horrible and horrendous to see in it. As myself, I'm 50 years old, and every day that I come here, I'm here all day long mostly. And it just hurts my heart so much to see people here just struggling to eat and just to survive. And they sleep on the street with cardboard boxes and and they just sit on the, the sidewalk and stuff, and it's, it's really heartbreaking to to see these things. It's just, it's just a very sad, sad thing here to see. I got to say, you and your brother are the kind of young people we need in the world, so I'm really glad you're doing what you're doing. Yes, sir. Uh, what's going to happen next? What do you think is going to happen next about this issue in San Diego? Do you think it's going to change and people are going to be able to have their tiny houses? Well, I can only hope so. I think so. But what it's going to take is a lot of prayer. And the Bible said prayer without works is undone. So we just need to pray as not one person, but as a whole. And just have to stay on our knees and stay in prayer and have faith. And just have to give it all to God. Because we only humans, so we can only do so much. But where the real power comes from is God. And as the bishop was saying, my father, they so quickly to judge. But people here are people, and they are loved, and there's people that love them, we love them, so we just got to get everybody as a community to pitch in to help, because the Bible says you have to clean the speck out of your eye before you can clean it out of everybody else's eye, but please come down here, and they harass people, put lights on them, they take their kids, they take their clothes, they put them in jail, and just really bad to see. And the more people would get together, not just in San Diego, but all around the world, just stand back for a minute and just watch and see. And you get a, a better view and a better thought of seeing what, how, how the police treat the people here. It's, it's a really sad, sad thing to see that. It's just very horrendous. Well, thank you so much for talking with me, Stephen. And I'm really happy to know that you are doing what you're doing down there. You're helping people, and that's... That's great. Yes, sir. God, God's good. So I'm going to pass the phone to the next gentleman. Thank you so much. Great to hear from Stephen, the other second son of Bishop Steve, and these folks working in their neighborhood to make things better for people. You just can't beat that. That's awesome. And I hope lots of people are inspired hearing from, from these two young men. We've got some more music and some more interviews coming up. Here's a sort of a demo track. You'll, you'll get it. It's really a jam but it, it fit. This is Bob Dylan and the band. Got that 